the show. And we're back. We are officially starting the episode PFPR X Nightcrawler. Yes, sir. And would you like to introduce yourself to the people? What's good, everybody? It's Nightcrawler. Some of y'all know me as Andres. Some of y'all know me as DJ Nightcrawler. I'm glad to be here with Philip. Having a good day. We were just talking about uh, shotgunning soda. Yeah. Yeah. And not soda pop, but soda the, the drink. And um, we were talking about Dr. Pepper, the consistency of it. So Dr. Pepper, I think, is one of the best sodas. It is. I think it's like has that really good artificial flavor and it's unique it doesn't taste like any other soda but when i shotgunned that can of soda yesterday it it felt so gross like it felt like i was drinking gasoline just straight up yeah i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to put the words right for how i feel the consistency of dr pepper is because it's not like the other one. It's a, it's a little smoother, but still has that same carbonation flavor. Yeah. So it just hits a little different, and I think that's why. A lot of people do say it's the best. My parents, they're big Dr. Pepper people. They are. My yeah. dad is. Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet My Dr. Dad. Pepper. Yeah. I know diet sodas, if you drink too much of that, you get like aspartame syndrome or something What like is that? that? I don't know. It's like because it uses artificial sugar. Yeah. So it's like you're not getting real sugar, which, yeah, it's not that healthy for you, but if you have fake sugar mm-hmm. it's like actually even worse to a certain extent yeah. i'm no health major i'm not a nutritionist i don't know but it's, uh, i don't know dude i mean soda i don't drink soda anymore like that it's like once in a while or mm-hmm. if it's like mixer chaser or whatever but yeah i don't know soda's not to be drank like a lot yeah, I feel, I feel that. like um you know i'm, I'm a bit how do you feel about root beer I love root beer, dude. I will bathe in root beer if I had the chance to. I don't care how sticky I get. Like, I freaking love root beer. Yeah, that's the correct answer right there. Mm-hmm. What Now, okay, now here's the real question, though. Mm-hmm. Which kind of Which root kind? beer? Which kind? I'm glad because you Because there's a lot. There's a few. Mm-hmm. that You know, the big players, I would say, are Bark, Smug, and A&W. Exactly. Exactly. I would say A&W's the barrel-looking one. Yeah, yeah. That might. That's A-tier. I think mug might be S tier. I don't know. Are you looking at me a little crazy? Like S is better. It's or better. Or it's okay. Better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And you're saying I think, how do you? And Barks. Like? Barks is cool, but it just doesn't have that vanilla ness to it. It feels like a a really like just pumped out synthetic. Yeah. Root Barks beer. is the McDonald's Sprite of the root beer yeah. world. Yeah. And I mean, I can handle sure. that, but it just if it, it needs to have that vanilla it has it needs to have a little bit of foam and consistency, and that's, true. that's why I think yeah, mug. Or sometimes A and W. I think they both might be S tier. It's like Kid A and OK Computer. It's like which one do you think is better? It's I don't know. You know. Yeah, I know. I think it's Mug, but I also I think Mug is better than A and W. If we if we really gotta. What do you think sets it apart? A and W. It's 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 soft. Not to you know like just it's just it's it's soft. It's um it doesn't have the spice that I expect from a root beer. Mm. Um, it it hits a little flat, but this <laughs> this is not to say I don't drink A and W, dude. My uh, building has a root or not a root beer machine. It has a vending. <laughs> I use it like a root beer machine. I guess it's a vending machine. Yeah. They have root beer and they only have A and W. So uh. I'm definitely there all the time getting some A and W root beer. But if there were mug root beer, I would be taking mug over the A and W. I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, tomato, tomato. Yeah. 
You know, I, what I think it is, the reason I go with mug is probably because that's what Chuck E. Cheese had. <laughs> and that it is. And if y'all remember Chuck E. Cheese, uh, I don't know if anyone else remembers the soda machines like I do, because they were kind of magical back then, right? Because did your parents let you have soda? Yeah, which is actually probably not a good thing. They unsupervised the amounts of soda and sugar and everything I could have. So mm. I still go through withdrawals to this day. Dang. But see, I feel like you, well, I guess I don't know, but you, you seemed like you turned out okay because now you're not <laughs> drinking soda like That's that. True. So you found your own path. But Exactly. My parents were, well, I, I don't know. They weren't, they were not, they're not like anti-soda, like yeah, way against yeah, it. But, no, you know, like sure. it was like an... You know, I was getting water. I was getting oh, yeah. high C. That's good. Fanta. So maybe. soda was like a special drink for you, special occasion. Right, yeah. As it should be. Still to this day. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. There's no shame behind drinking a little bit of soda. No, but on the Chuck E. Cheese field trip days at daycare, it was a wrap. Because <laughs> you could have any drink you wanted. And that's why the Chuck E. Cheese vending machines, they or soda things, they hold a special place in my heart. Valid. And Valid. they had mug root beer. They knew what was up. Mug. I don't know. I, I think it's just that barrel-looking can that just gets me. It's that attention to detail. And I just yeah. I picture the vanilla in Madagascar being cut by some, like, neo-colonial, like, Dutch company that's been there since, like, the 1500s yeah. to this day, just gathering that vanilla bean extract and then concentrating it and shaking it down and then packaging it. And then I just think there's a process to A&W, though, that it's just it's there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this and see what... what I don't want to get into the ingredients because it's all just a bunch of words that aren't real these days. Someone bit their nails and left the nails on the mixing that board. So That's trifling. horrible. And I just picked it up. That's crazy. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, we're going to have to do some research into what goes on in these root beer facilities because I think there's more than meets the eye for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But quick segue from that, tell tell me how did you get into DJing? And we, well, let well, let's would you what would you classify yourself as? Would you classify yourself as a DJ? Uh, yeah, I'd suppose so. That's what my IG bio occupation is currently at. It mm-hmm. was at media a couple weeks ago, and it's I'm still a media person. But yeah, I, um, so I've always been into music heavily. Mm-hmm electronic house but also hip-hop and stuff always like daft punk and you know djs who turn into artists and do cool live sets um i bought a board a couple years ago Mm -hmm. uh once i just had the bread for it and uh i was listening to if you have apple music there's this like thing called memento mori it's like a radio show hosted by the weekend Mm -hmm. and like they do like special live mixes on that and sometimes they have like special guests like mike dean or nav or Swedish House Mafia, and that just really, really inspired me at that point. So I bought it, bought the board. I didn't touch it that much for, like, eight months. Just, you know, things can seem kind of, like, daunting and stuff, but... Oh, you want me to get... No, no, uh, can, you, can you move the mic just oh, a little yeah, closer? Oh, yeah, yeah, got you, got you. Can y'all hear me now? Okay. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Bet. Um, I got into it heavily, like, seven, eight months ago. Yeah? Yeah. That's I just... Cool. Something happened, just coping over it's the breakup, and I just, yeah. like... I just got really into the passion more and more just to, like, cope with that and keep myself busy. And it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Breakups have a lot of uh, power in music, I've found. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. No, dude, like, listening to just more and more, even just, like, radio songs, I'm like, darn. 
I said darn because I can't cuss. Yeah. I'm like, darn, like, now I see why so many songs are about, like, love and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think love and, I guess, I don't know if grief is the right word, but it's just mm-hmm. they, they, they just do something for music. Or if you have, because I think they just bring out a lot of emotion and feelings, and I feel like good artists can channel that into something. Mm-hmm. Because those kind of emotions don't have anywhere else to go, really. Yeah. I think it's crazy, and but it's also kind of beautiful. Like, even a lot of songs, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't describe, like, a, oh, you left me and I'm sad, or, oh, I'm over you because you did something wrong. A lot of songs are, like, nuanced and not and ambiguous not about anything specific which i think is i'm starting to understand that better because i feel like i'm a pretty literal listener to Mm -hmm. music like you know but it's it kind of makes more sense to me now and it's i really feel like love or a longing for love is like at the center of a lot of music art poetry etc we all kind of want the same thing besides mug root beer yeah yeah and and I think everyone should aspire to have mug root beer. Here's a question I've been... Oh, this is, this could be real deep. Do you feel like there's a person for everyone? Um, I mean, like, theoretically, yeah. Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like... I don't know. That's a very complex question. Yeah. For many people, most people, I think there is someone. I think if you look around in the world long enough, that you will find someone. You know, there are eight billion of us now, but it's true. It's also like some people. I'm not gonna say no one deserves it or no one's built for it, but I feel like some people can live their lives without being in one, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Some people take time. Some people like to rush into things, and everyone has their own process. And it's also more so like. And it's more so instead of it, there's someone for everyone, it's like, are you allowing yourself to feel love or, like, reciprocate it back, you know? Because yeah. one thing is being interested in someone and another thing is recognizing that there might have been someone there the whole time, you know? So Right, and I think um, especially people our age or maybe just our generation, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's the age, maybe it's just how we are this generation. I feel like people are you know, bouncing through a lot of relationships. And I wonder sometimes if that's necessary. Like, do you think some of that could have been saved? Like, why does... I don't know, I feel like I see... Because I've been in the same relationship for, like, three years now. We're coming up on three years in April. And that is crazy to me because I was kind of, like, someone that had a relate a bunch of relationships before that although granted that's like high school and you know not all of that even counts but right i don't know i wonder if people would save themselves a lot of uh relationships by working on i don't know i don't know what the problems are let me ask you this like like are you happy like, yeah but uh, <laughs> the thing is it takes a lot of work which mm-hmm. is something i hadn't for sure realized or been willing to do yeah bro it's uh it's a lot of work it's daunting and we're you're like what 22 23 21 i'm 22 man it's it's daunting and it is a lot of work like bro like relationships aren't built on 
fun and pleasure. Right. They're bu- it's it's business. It's it's cooperation. It's it's you know, and I feel like yeah, it does take a lot, and we kind of know that mm-hmm. going into it, or like when we think about it, but we don't really realize it till it's happening. But I think long term relationships are a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think that's that's I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, you know, like three years strong, like the yeah. fact that someone is, you know, looks forward to talking to you every day. Someone is willing to, like, go out their way for you like that. You don't find that often, you know, yeah. and that's that's how, you know, relationships love or should. They're not always, but they should be centered on friendship and like, you know, just yeah appreciation rather than more so than like fun pleasure available you know stuff like that right and i think that's what a lot of people like the fun and pleasure side is what people go into it for mm-hmm. and then don't want the rest of everything that comes with it so that's my thoughts on what might be happening with everyone in relationships right now but i've got no idea i don't know yeah man I mean, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you want me to go back into the DJing stuff, or I could go further. No, into this. I, I have no it's idea like, how we got here. No, um, it's all, all good. It's just yeah, the DJing was my way to cope. Yeah, DJing. But, uh, yeah. No, nah, it's all good, man. Uh, you've been doing a lot of shows too. I've seen. I have been. Yeah, thank who, God. Who uh, are some of the people you've been working with? Yeah. So, uh, I know my boy Kamari. He's been helping me get a lot of shows mm-hmm. lately. Booking. Uh, we did a lot of shows through uh, Yonder, Roll mm-hmm. From Yonder, uh, some events at Fallout, which is like a fun little techno, little club, gabber music, whatever you want to call it, where people just let their freak flag fly. I love it. Mm-hmm. I feel really comfortable and safe there. So I play like a lot of high BPM and just techno music there. Yeah. Um, I've done a couple, a handful of rap shows actually, which those are awesome and fun too. I did one at Ipanema. Did this legendary show at the warehouse. We had everyone pull up. Shout out my boy Duct Tape Jesus. Shout out Hunted Mill, Black Cray, Goth Money Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yonder performed. Uh, wi Fi God pulled up, bro. Like, it was crazy. Like, people from DMV and Richmond, like, they were saying they never had a show like that in Richmond, like, mm-hmm. for the longest yeah. time. And it was in a warehouse out in the boonies, like, by the, let me not call it a warehouse, actually, the bike shop. Shout out Powers BMX Bike Shop. Mm-hmm. They let us, you know, throw, like, a s- hardcore punk slash hardcore rap, like, banger in there. Wasted Space also performed. My bad. Shout out Wasted Space, local punk band. But, um, yeah, it was just crazy, dude. Like, but but you would think, like, how do you DJ a rap show or, like, a punk show? And, like, I would say that's a great question. Like, Because yeah. I kind of just, you know, all the shows I did prior kind of built up to that one, and it's trial and error. It's like you can hypothetically mix anything together you know it's like bpm and melody and all that or even just vibe or as long as you keep the momentum going like sometimes it doesn't even mesh well but like if the energy just carries people will keep dancing and like they won't even register that like the song has changed yeah um but yeah man these gigs have been amazing it's been a dream come true we're gonna keep going with it um i'm playing this sunday at kamari's birthday party i saw that yeah that looks fire. And what is, what is, that was part of a bigger thing going on, I think. Right? Oh, yeah. They're what having is... a little Zoo Week thing, Zoo World Media. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, they just been having a bunch of events this week. But Sunday is his birthday party at this one venue. I'll put the venue on my story because I can't remember which one it is. But yeah. 
we're going to be playing like Caribbean music, uh, New York music, you know, stuff that he likes. Mm -hmm. And that's also part of the fun with DJing is that it can be different every time, learning to spin different genres. But I think my favorite ones are like rap, like hardcore and SoundCloud, like 2016 stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Also like techno music, IBPM. I'm not, I will say I'm not good with like the height, like, like, you know, like there's that little like, scene here and it's fire uh it's it's something i just haven't gotten into yet or really immersed myself in i don't know if i ever will but i like it and i would like to incorporate some of that stuff um but yeah when i say like techno it's more so just like mr oizo which i think we'll hear here in a second daft punk and you know yeah. kind of like more accessible techno music that you won't need earplugs for but um those two things i mean reggaeton as well you know i'm puerto rican i love my music and you know reggaeton is fun to play so i'll be playing that as well yeah it's been funsies let's uh let's get into that uh mr oizo yes sir steroids yes sir the song is so hard i love it shout out to steroids the song not the drugs You fraud, you can go fuck yourself in the back. All those beats, all those rhymes just kept flowing my stack. On the internet, you can't take this. I got the good grades. Only four singles that popularity don't fade. Two times might be one too much. I'm losing sight, I'm losing touch of the reality. That was Steroids featuring Ufi by Mr. Oiza. That song is so good, man. It's, it has such a, I don't know like strong feminine energy that i kind of just channel mm-hmm. yeah it's really good yeah that azalea banks mm-hmm. yeah just gets me going azalea banks energy channeling that is crazy i bro azalea banks is one of the best rappers of our generation i would say yeah and so there are a lot of purists and like people in hip-hop i feel like who their opinion overvalues everything a lot of hip-hop critics blah 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 oh for sure but i know i know azalea banks is problematic but at the same time low-key everyone's problematic yeah but it's she's like the vigilante like the anti-hero but she also just goes so hard like 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 deadpool yeah like bro like she'd be singing on her songs it goes so hard like she could rap on any type of production like more than just 212 or Licorice, like, mm. whole broke with expensive taste. Like, that's a landmark album right there. I don't yeah. know. It's, shout out Azalea Banks. I'd love to see her live one day. That'd be so cool. I <laughs> think it would be really cool. Um, I I will admit I have not listened to her music very much. I think I've definitely mm-hmm. heard a song or two. I do see her Instagram stories, though. And, you know, I don't think you should judge someone based off their Instagram stories. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, all my friends out there. I wouldn't want to be judged for mine. <laughs> yeah, I, she'd be saying stuff like, <laughs> "Are you ready to die, Elon Musk?" <laughs> yeah, bro, that's crazy. But you know, she just like me for real. Cause I, I'll say some crazy <laughs> stuff on my Instagram stories too, and then delete it like ten minutes later. Yeah, cause you know sometimes, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, the way I post now, 
not everything has to live there forever. Sometimes you can say something and then, you know. Delete it. Yeah. That's valid. And close friend stories? Actually, let's talk about this. Yeah. How do you feel about close friend stories? Um, Some of y'all need to stop adding me to yours if we haven't talked in 10 years. Um, I don't know you, but I get that. You know, sometimes I maybe I bring a vibe to someone else's close friend stories that they appreciate. So I don't know. But I don't use close friend stories. I actually I just have a regular Instagram and a Finsta. And I've had the same 200 people following my Finsta since 2017. I haven't accepted new followers since like 2018 or 2019. It's just the same group of people just seeing how how it goes i guess shout out to all my finsta friends they're real ones i don't know half of them if i even talk to them on the regular but they're just watching me go through life do you use your close friend story though no okay i so i don't have a finsta Mm -hmm. or like i have one that's like deactivated or just long archived from like freshman year that i barely use but close friends it it's like the threshold between having a diary mm-hmm. and then like being like Azalea Banks and just putting stuff on your story, right? Yeah. And it's just like people who I know and hope like have the capacity yeah. to like hear certain thoughts. I'm not just like trauma dumping or just spewing anything out, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, if I really need to vent about something specific or, you know, if you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if yeah. there's just something I got to get off my mind, but, like, not to any of my, my actual, like, real, 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 like, bestie friends in real life or, like, family, mm-hmm. like, I'll let them know, like, hey, just stepped in a puddle with my sock or, like, hey, I'm having a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I haven't talked to a therapist in a few years, but I, I definitely talk to my stories. Yeah. Instagram stories. <laughs> Everyone knows what's going on, but I know what you mean because it's, like, um... You there's like a little bit of distance between, you know. You can say stuff that you're not gonna say to people like to their face. You can't just go around saying some of the stuff that you can say to your Instagram stories. Facts. But no, yeah. I mean, but that goes to show like therapy too. Like it's not all about just dumping everything you've been going through. Therapy is about processing like things and then like learning techniques to get better. Yeah. So it's like that's that's the beauty of close friends. Like you could literally tell them anything as long as they have the capacity and people are like comfortable being in there. Like some people be like, nah, take me out and yeah. just take them out. But oh yeah. When I said people take take me off, I didn't even mean like um because of like trauma dumping <laughs> or anything like oh, that. It's no, just yeah, yeah. there's some people sometimes like I, I'll get added to a random story that I don't know. Yeah. The people. I mean, I guess I fit the vibe maybe, but it's just, you know, we, if, if we don't talk, it's it's a little odd, I mm. think. Because um, it makes me wonder where they draw the line. But I've seen someone pee into a toilet on theirs. I think they were just drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, I I have not done that. <laughs> I did uh, one time on Instagram. No, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but, um, the, in- yeah, uh, yeah, Instagram's fun. I think Instagram is making a comeback. Me and uh, my roommate and friend and my producer, Ichi, we were talking about this the other night because we were just talking about, like, some marketing stuff. And I feel like Instagram was, like, almost out the door. And I feel like lately it's been making a comeback. Yeah, because Twitter sucks now. That's why. Twitter does not suck now. Dude, Twitter, bro, they have two different tabs for the timeline, for you and following. It's, like, following, everyone's boring. For you, it's, like, too much 
like algorithmic and problematic content showing up like it's it's like genuinely like concerningly bad on twitter and elon musk is annoying to just see and hear from that's true i feel like the twitter i know and love is still alive because of the people (laughs) that i follow and interact with if y'all this is just today's just gonna be the shout out to my social media friends i guess my friend eric and i we just go back and forth on Twitter like every other day. It's just fun. I think you have to build a community on Twitter. I think that's what I learned. Cause For sure. My For You on Twitter, I feel like, is, I don't know. They've got enough data on me, I guess, to really make sure it hits. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's bad, bro. I began, like, just the most violent, graphic... Yikes. Nudity. Like, bro, it's stuff I just do not want. That's why Twitter's blocked on my phone and computer because it's just like, it just got to the point where it's like, I'm taking in content I just don't care for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, now that you say that, I do see, not not necessarily on Twitter, but I, I feel like TikTok and stuff, you can tell when it's, it's like trying to gauge your opinions on mm-hmm. stuff. So what I do, I, I spend a lot of time like, like I always click like not interested or like I like flag not flag it but like they there every social media has its own option to say like this is not something I want to see, so I do a lot of that yeah. to try to like craft <laughs> my page, and I think I think it works a little bit for sure. But you know, I think um, there was a lot of a lot of people were upset about what was going on at Twitter with Elon. But I think um, it's still there. It, you know, everyone was saying Twitter yeah. is about to die. Elon killed it. It's over. I but think we're still here. It's still there. I feel like, but eventually, like, I'll just call it Snapchatification. Like, mm-hmm. Snapchat's still there, but who do you know actually, like, uses it? There's- Probably, like, a handful of people you know, but it's, like, it's not fun. The The outline sucks. It's kind of crusty. It's like going to be like Facebook, too. It's like... Well, that's funny you say that because the first thought that ran through my mind is the people I see still using Snapchat are also the same people our age using Facebook. Yeah. And that's... I'll leave it at that. That speaks it for go. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I haven't used Snapchat really in a minute. Um, yeah, you grew up. Yeah. <laughs> You're I, not 14 anymore. You like. know, <laughs> I and yeah, yeah. Snap streaks. I don't know when's the last time I had a snap streak. I couldn't with those. I Um, could not. Just a bunch of ugly pictures of looking down at your phone with just nonsense, nonsense. Yeah, bro. I I wish I never got a phone at twelve. Sometimes like a smartphone. Yeah. It kind of like altered my brain chemistry to like a really problematic extent. I (laughs) yeah. I wish I used, when I got a phone, how old were you when you got a phone? 12? 12, yeah. And then that was 6th grade? It was going into 7th grade. Okay. I got... 2012. I got an iPhone 4. Oh, yeah, that was nothing blocked on it. Oh. Yeah. Nah, see, my, I will say, my dad was very much the kind of person, like, he's real into computers and technology, like... And I, I am too, but not, like, he's way more advanced than me, but he was putting that stuff on, on my things, which is good, but, you know, good. I am also about as smart as he is, so, you know, I'd find my way around him. 
but yeah that's the thing you'll find your way around it but when something's on your phone and you're a teenager bro it's gonna be like there like constantly that's the bad things about phones like that content will always be like in your pocket yeah so like i even bro if i ever have kids i don't know when i'm gonna give them a phone but i'm gonna sure make sure that uh you know there's mm-hmm. like content blockers it's not to sound like traditional or conservative it's just genuinely no, out of concern it. like i don't want them to see like <laughs> violence and murder bro like twitter their twitter has like a lot of murder on it like twitter does yeah and you know i there's some i've got one friend i'm not gonna drop any names but i'm sure <laughs> there's some of us can relate we've all got that one friend that sends horrible things to you yep yeah on twitter you know who you are uh sending me just just horrible stuff and it's like bro one why why am i the person you feel like would enjoy this and two like what what is going on where that's constantly what's being fed to you and that i don't know i have a question okay i don't want to take control but no no can we play azalea banks we can play azalea banks all right everyone i love this song it's called luxury Oh my god, it's so good. Here we go. It's so good. Once it once it loads up here. There we go. It'll match the manic vibe. Luxury. Azalea Banks. Would you say that Azalea Banks music, or do you think Azalea Banks scares the hoes? Uh, no. I think she actually empowers everyone. Everyone. Yeah, including yeah. the hoes. Including the hoes. Which there's nothing inherently wrong with being one. No, uh, there's not. Azalea Banks is is like just the antihero. She is, she is the killmonger. She is. Yeah. Sometimes. And you need that because yeah. what would what would the villain or the regular hero be without someone in the middle? Exactly, someone to check them. Yeah, someone to make them realize what are you doing? Yeah, Azalea Banks, low key, low key a prophet, low key, mm-hmm. low key. But like, frill, it's all love to Azalea. Like she, bruh, I I'm just mumbling right now just because I can't put it into words. I have thought there there are a few people you know in the event. If and when we make it big, I am a little nervous for whatever Azalea Banks has to say about me. I'm not. I'm not sure how I'm gonna respond. I guess well, I would respond well. So you just gotta take it. It's kind of like Lil B, you know, like yeah. Lil B's a prophet in a sense too. Like, well, he has what he says is what he says goes and happens, bro. I feel like pro- the thing that makes someone a prophet is they have an unconventional yet impactful way of spreading their message mm-hmm. whether that be through tweets instagram stories i mean that'd be the modern day way but yeah yeah you're would... talking about my bad go ahead no i was i was gonna say that i i, I feel like i'm a prophet on my instagram stories and tweets but, <laughs> you, know, <that's, laughs> you know that's something else though i'm a prophet on my close friend's story yeah you were talking about scaring the hose away S- scaring the hose Scar- let's talk about that what do you think te- like qualifies as scaring the hose away like <sighs> scaring what hmm. see i 
personally, I, I, I've done a lot of self-reflection. I talk with my girlfriend. I was like, do you think that I scare the hoes? And she said, no, you are scared of the hoes, which mm. I think that's a whole other issue to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's spot on. I am scared of the hoes. Um, but scaring the hoes, I think that's when you've got the friend in the group that's saying wild stuff that's like, you know, it's too much. People acting out. The dudes that are trying to be like overly sexual in front of girls. Yeah, that's be- gross. Just, and it, it, weirdo behavior. I've never but, seen that work. Yeah. I don't know where they're basing that, like, that, um, I don't even know what you'd call it, that strategy mm-hmm. from. I've mm-hmm. never, ever seen that work. Yeah, no, it's it should never be a strategy. And there's just so many weird dudes that do weird things yeah. in front of girls. It's like, yeah, no, if, if you're someone who needs a strategy or a tactic, I don't want to be near you. Yeah. Uh, like, that just feels unsafe for everyone there. Right. If you are um, if you have to strategize on the hose, you mm-hmm. are probably scaring the hose. Yeah, and you, sh- yeah, you shouldn't be there. But... If you're not a weirdo and you're just chill and safe there. Yeah. But, you know, you could be, you know, people are into weirdos. There's nothing wrong with being one. But I feel like if you play music like JPEG Mafia that it, is kind at a party, that, you're going to be scaring the hoes. In, right. in an unproblematic way. You're just scaring them because it's like, what is this music? It's right. like off tempo. And I feel like that's what I'm used to. I, I used to scare the hoes away. Heavily in middle, high school, even two years into college. Yeah. I would just, whenever people would give me ox, I just was like, all right, full creative control. That's true. I think my music taste, you know, I think I've gotten better, but I do think on aux, I I sometimes scare the hoes. You know, especially (laughs) freshman year of college, you know, when Earl Sweatshirt dropped Feet of Clay. That's a whole album of scaring the hoes. Yeah, Every single song scary to the hoes. East? Dude, let me tell you. The first time I ever went on a date with someone f- from Tinder, mm-hmm. we ended up back at her place, mm-hmm. and we were just chilling, watching, like, TV, mm-hmm. and then, like, she wanted me to just sit next to her and cuddle up and just be chill, and I didn't know. I was getting anxious. I told her to turn down the TV, and I started playing music off my phone. I played DNA by Earl Sweatshirt mm-hmm. and just started, like, a bold choice. dissociating right next to her, and she was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hilarious. That That is genuinely just yeah mm. <laughs> dna by earl that's that's it's a bold choice if you're it's going great earl song. it's a good song yeah incredibly sad i don't know why Definitely. i would play that on a date but you know it happens yeah um <laughs> here's a question while we're here just talking about women in an earl sweatshirt my <laughs> girlfriend my favorite earl song and i still think it's the best one of the best intros of all time is huey yeah great song and my girlfriend loves that song, but I didn't show it to her. Mm. And it's hard. And she's like, I learned it from a TV show. It was on a TV show. I don't believe that for a second. Mm. You think someone else showed it to her? I, I, in my heart and soul. Another another that. weirdo guy who scares the hose away. Yeah, but, you know, um, <laughs> she won't admit that. It was definitely before me because that was one of our first, not first talking points, but when I met her, <laughs> she liked that song. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, Love yeah. you. <laughs> I, I know what's up, and that's okay. I'm trying to think the last song I played out loud that genuinely scared the hoes away. I think, believe it or not, yeah, 
I was I was playing like Nikki and like Megan and like everyone like loves that all the girls turn up but then mm-hmm. like I just played like a reggaeton song and like it just completely like stopped they're like uh they're like okay we're done and like left. And I was like well sometimes it does it's not even like Earl Sweatshirt and stuff like that if you just play the wrong thing you're just gonna be yeah you go a little too too heavy in the future in the wrong setting when oh the yeah girls want to listen to yeah. Rex Orange County, you know, oh, it's not him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You know, not him. But I'm just trying like that vibe. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You play. You play. Um, I don't know, bro. It's just. It just. It's situational. For I think yeah. scaring the hoes is situational. I think you got to read the room. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You play. Um, you play a Danny Brown song in front, oh. of, a, in front of a Claro girl, and well, it's... You never know, you but never at the same know, time, it's kinda, like you can't you just can, expect that to fall. You got to ease your way into introducing new music to people. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, let me just play Yeezus on site, like, you know? Yeah, and that one, that... Playing Kanye these days, too, scares the hoes just off... And despite yeah. a lot of people low-key doing it, not saying I do, but mm-hmm. wink, wink, no, yeah, a lot of people still play, you know, kind of, it's like, yeah, I think it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you, you got to read the room, but. You must. Yeah. By the way, s- saying the term scaring the hose is the only time I use the term hose. I don't use it in any other context. Just want to clarify that. That's true. But speaking of scaring the hose. Speaking of scaring the hose. That new JPEG and Danny Brown. Let's play it. This will let's, definitely turn you off. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're scared, get ready to be more scared. Stop scaring hoes. Play that shit out and touch their toes. We don't want to hear that good shit no more. Uh. What the fuck is that? Give me the balls, cool. Stop scaring the hoes. Play that shit out and touch their toes. We don't want to hear that good shit no more. What the fuck is that? Give me the balls, cool. Play something for the bitches. How the fuck is supposed to make money off this shit? You want to be an MC? What the fuck you think? It's the nothing to it. Welcome to that big league. This is y'all man's work. Fuck that hip hop and that old man flow. Jeez. I mm-hmm. hope the hoes are not too scared. Oh, never. They always never. tune in to Filfo Public Radio. Of course. I hope. You know, that's one thing um, before we talk about the album. I think uh, I am proud of myself that I feel like my music lately is gender inclusive. Mm. I feel like it's for everyone. That's good. We're past the shock value days of saying nonsense on there. So that's good. That's fire, I don't bro. think Phil Foe scares the hoes. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, that is not the goal. It might, and that's okay. It might, and I it's think okay. it's unavoidable to an extent. Uh, but I, I think not the majority. You know, There's probably a, a smaller number that is scared but what did you think of the album scaring the hoes honestly it's like it's gonna make me sound like such a reddit hip-hop nerd Mm -hmm. which i'm not one or like such an anthony fantano fan but like bro this this album is so just genuinely fire like front to finish like Mm -hmm. jpeg produced 100 percent of it apparently and it shows like bro there's like even like a jersey club like type of song like fentanyl tester Mm -hmm. that one's crazy garbage pill kids is crazy like the production is just like genuinely fun and eccentric Danny Brown is one of my favorite rappers, like, top five alive yeah. for me. One of my favorite rappers of all time. Like, this is the closest thing to, like, atrocity exhibition level of, like, crazy production and crazy, like, rhymes. Mm-hmm. I've only heard it a couple times, but, um, bro, that album is probably going to be my favorite rap album of the year. 
Yeah. Probably. It's as predictable as that might have been, knowing that a JPEG and Danny Brown album would come out. Like, I just, yeah, it's going to be my favorite this year, most likely. I, I need a couple more listens, and I also need to go... I feel like I need to go hear it live. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're doing tour. I think Danny's actually in rehab right now. Oh wow. Um, but I, cause you know, I've only listened to it in my room. Mm-hmm. I listened to it when it came out at midnight mm-hmm. at night. So I need. I need some more time with it. I really like the Red Veil track. I've been getting really into Red Veil lately. Mm. Um, and. I think it's it's one of those albums, like, it's a crazy, like, two artists that really should do a song together, and mm. they did, yeah. or I'm, I did it, I'd do an album together, because yeah. most of the time, that doesn't happen. Yeah, man. Like, we, we were talking about that earlier, yeah, like, with Kendrick, like, J. Cole, yep. like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I I feel like, you know, Drake is the only artist out there that's really doing the collab albums that need to happen. Yeah, Drake, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, Yeah. I'm just really grateful that music dropped and that, like, they're both in, like, a good mental health space because, like, rappers especially go to, like, a lot of mental health stuff. Yeah. You know, that I'm glad it was able to happen. This was years in the making. Like, yeah. you know, I saw pictures of them working on this, like, from, like, last year, even, like, in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout out to JPEG and Danny. I've met JPEG Mafia once in New York twice. Well, yeah, but uh, once was at uh, Denzel Curry was having his uh, Black Balloons release show for like mm-hmm. the Taboo album. It was fire. Oh, he wow. brought out so many people, bro. He brought out JPEG. Mm-hmm. He brought out Flatbush Zombies, Dang. Pro Era, Members Only. Like just a lot of heads popped out. But Jeez. JPEG was there and I, I met him. I, I got a selfie. I was able to like dap him up. He's so kind. One of the sweetest like artists I've ever met. Yeah. I, which I didn't expect anything other, but like, the, yeah, this is 2018. So this is after Veteran and like, Mm-hmm. bro is just his music just like i can't relate to a lot of it but it's just so truthful and hard and even politically like bro's like a leftist right openly and just the things he'd be rapping about even if it's in a harsh kind of crazy way like it's so it just speaks a lot of truth yeah yeah dang definitely i um i remember when veteran came out that really changed a lot of yeah. music that was <laughs> and I, I don't know if people yeah. talk about it yet mm-hmm. but that was a really influential album at that time because mm-hmm. I feel like um, that was around the time that, like, everyone started becoming an artist, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, after Flower Boy dropped, I feel like it, it that inspired a lot of people to start making stuff, and Veteran kind of shifted yeah. the whole what you can and can't do. Yeah, man. Veteran's amazing. Modern-day classic, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So what do you got coming up soon? Yeah, man, so more shows... Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one this Sunday at Kamari's birthday party. Addy dropping soon. Mm-hmm. More shows in general. Uh, probably going to throw one at Ipanema soon. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to tap in with all my other DJs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just do more shows with rappers. Shout out Kimmy. My friend's a rapper. Um, shout out DJ El Natro. Shout out DJ Earthtone. Uh, shout out just all the DJs who put me on. Lucid, mm-hmm. the ones that show me love. Like I learned a lot from y'all. Y'all are amazing. This isn't answering your question. What do I got? No, no. Yeah. (laughs) This is also important, the shout-outs. Yeah, no, shout-out everybody. Shout-out Kamari for helping me. Shout-out Zuri. Um, What else I got coming up? I'm working on a documentary right now. Really? It's going to be dropping soon. I I don't want to say quite yet who's in it, but I'm working on a documentary on Richmond rappers, Richmond artists, using live footage of events I've been at. So I want to say shout-out to 100 Mill. We got vlog dropping soon. Shout-out Goth Money. Um... Shout out Avery and Brett. 
Um, yeah, just more shows, more projects. I'm busy as heck with school right now. Mm-hmm. But trust, in due time, things will drop. I'll try to keep people posted. I'm going to start throwing my own shows this summer. Nice. Have people pop out and perform, so keep a lookout for that. And uh, last but not least, I just want to say, like, you know, feel free to just reach out. Um, I seem a little reclusive, but I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. more friendly. <laughs> uh, if you have any ideas, you know, you want to work on stuff, just hit me. I got prices, but I also like to show love and pop out. Yeah. So just let me know if anything y'all got going on. Uh, definitely feel like I forgot some things, but don't worry. You can follow me on Nightcrawler uh, on IG. It's at Nightcrawler underscore for the A. And uh, you'll you'll be able to see what I got coming soon. Thank you so much, Phil, for having me. Of course. Thanks for really coming. Appreciate it, bro. Is there, well, that's one question I meant to ask. Is there any specific reason why the underscore for the A? For Andres, <laughs> my oh, name. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Yep. There and you also, go. I will testify right here. Mm-hmm. People are like, did you get that username from uh, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. Mm. But there's also X-Men, Nightcrawler. Right. And most importantly. That's what I thought, too. Most importantly, Song Off Rodeo by Travis Scott with uh, Chief Keef and uh, Sway Lee. That's that was crazy. One. I think that was like the that's what did it. the one that yeah made me decide to go by that. Mm. The song's amazing. Nightcrawlers. He was he was an underrated X Men too. They mm-hmm. didn't. He could have done more. Mm-hmm. But they they nerfed him a little bit. <laughs> All right. For well, sure. that's it for PFPR today. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We got a couple songs left in the rotation. We're just gonna let them just gonna let them spin. Tune in next week, and I'll have someone else on here that I don't know who yet. We'll see. I'll figure it out. I've got till Tuesday to figure that out. (laughs) Schedules. All right. Have a blessed day, y'all. Godspeed.